ACASTCAST. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Life and football are very similar. Without an identity, you will not achieve your ultimate prize. Defense wants championships. Pride and passion meet success. You gotta love what you do. Thank you for listening to the East West Football Podcast with Jerry Martinez, Kendall Whitley, and now here is your host, Fidel Barraza. Thank you for listening to a new edition of the East West Football Podcast. I am Fidel Barraza. Alongside with me, like always, Kendall Whitley, Jerry Martinez. And tonight we're going to continue our offseason review. And we're going to start off with the NFC South. And let's start off with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So notable additions, wide receiver Russell Gage, guard Shaq Mason, and cornerback Logan Ryan. And also today, they did sign free agent wide receiver Julio Jones. So he is back in the NFC South. Uh, notable losses, guard Alex Kappa. Safety, Jordan Whitehead. Tight end, O.J. Howard. Gentlemen, what did you guys think about the Buccaneers' offseason moves? I think there's a lot of transition going on with the Bucs. I mean, you mentioned Bruce Arians. He's going upstairs now. He's going to be in the front office a lot more. Um, we, see, we should see him a lot in training camp. Todd Bowles is the coach. We know what Todd Bowles is about. He's with the Jets formerly. And, you know, did, did a pretty good job there, but that was a bad Jets team. But he made, he made his, his money on the, on the defense side of the ball. So I think Tampa's defense will be fine. We just have to see the offense, but, you know, they still got number 12 back there, so I think the offense will be fine, too. Um, I do think, you know, they lost Antonio Brown, lost where he was going before they even made the losses. A.B.'s gone, O.J. Howard, um, Chris um, Garwin. He's going to be out probably the first few weeks of the season. Um, they lost a couple – lost a lineman, like, like you mentioned, and whatnot. Uh, Dominic Sue, he's still out there. Pierre Paul's still out there. So they got a lot of people they got to replace and whatnot. Um, they did resign Leonard Fournette. So I think that I think they'd be all right there. Um, Carlton Davis is also back. So I mean, we just gonna have to see what's going on. But I do think they got the steal of the offseason. I like the Russell Gage um, sign, signing from the Falcons. I think it's gonna be a good pickup. A lot of people don't know a lot about him because he played in Atlanta with the Falcons. But he was a pre, he was a pretty solid receiver for the Atlanta Falcons. I think now he's with Tom Brady, so you know we're gonna hear his name a lot now. Yeah, I mean, overall, when you look at their draft, right? I mean. Oh, Usually a lot, a lot of a lot of fans, right? You pay attention to the draft. Uh, their draft wasn't one, one of those wow draft moments. I mean, I think overall, I think their offseason was was better with 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 a lot of these players, like you said, Russell Gage, even Shaq Mason. I mean, he came in at a discount, you know, as far as how they were able to acquire him. But when you got Tom Brady, uh, it's good to 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 use the draft right to continue gain those building blocks for the future, you know, to, to uh, make sure that, that, you know, the defense is strong. Uh, but I think the, the, the most recent reports that we've seen, right. Is that uh, Leonard Fournette, uh, Fournette is, is uh, a little overweight. So they say for a running back. Right. So yeah. uh, I think, I think, I think that's been the biggest thing. Uh, but then also Rob, Rob Gronkowski. I mean, he, he looks like he's retired. So yeah. I, I believe, you know, that was Tom Brady's go-to guy when it came to, you know, when it came to that moment where, you know, 
hey, I need to play. I need to play to be made. And I think that, you know, Gronk was was that for Tom Brady. So Tom Brady's going to have to really confide in, in either Mike Evans or, uh, you know, uh, Russell Gage or or even, um, oh, goodness, uh, I lost his name. What's the other wide receiver? They Chris Godwin. Tyler, yeah, they got Tyler Johnson still, Bashar Perryman, and, you know, Chris Godwin. Scotty Miller, too. Chris Godwin. Well, that's that's who I was looking for. But overall, I still see this team. Uh, I mean, right now that they got Tom Brady, I still see them being uh, at the top of the division. I could see them maybe even getting twelve games because you know the the you know the rest of that division is 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 still it's still there where it's kind of like there's a lot of questions within the division. Yeah, and then, I mean, obviously, look, uh, Leonard Fournette coming in overweight is not a good look. And obviously, you know, rumors were a lot of coaches were upset that he came in. I even saw some tweets out there asking, is that uh, Eddie uh, Eddie Lacy or is it Leonard Fournette? So along to the Carolina Panthers, a team that I think is the most interesting here in this division. I don't know if anybody saw or heard it last week, but they traded for quarterback Baker Mayfield. So now they're going to have a competition to see who's going to be the starting quarterback between Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield. And from all reports indicate, this is not going to be Baker's job. They're going to make them fight for the number one uh, quarterback position. Uh, Notable additions guard Austin Colbert, safety Xavier Woods, uh, punter Johnny Heckler, outside linebacker Damian Wilson, center Bradley Bozeman, and wide receiver Rashad Higgins. Notable losses. Hassan Reddick, uh, edge rusher and defensive tackle to Quan Jones. What do you guys think of the Carolina Panthers offseason? I mean, I'll go ahead and start this off. I think I'm with you when, when you say this is a very interesting team. I think, you know, once they're able to situate the quarterback situation, I think that we're going to be looking at, at a team that looks like they're going to be the next team to be in, in the actual NFC South uh, because they've been building up this team slowly with Matt Rule, you know, uh, they were patient in the beginning, and it looked like he was building up a solid defense. I mean, that, I mean, she's sheesh, right? That defense looks uh, like it has a lot of potential. Um, but you know, and then they also drafted Matt Corral, and then they still got Sam Darnold. So I think when we look at it, they need to situate the quarterback situation. Uh, but this team, they can they can be that team for the future that can take over the NFC South. Uh, but my my biggest question is at what point is Matt Rule's job safe? Because I do see them, I have them forecasted to be, you know, uh, the four to seven type win season. So, uh, you know, maybe, maybe they'll, maybe they'll, you know, last year they had a, a hot start, but they kind of flamed out towards the end. So we'll see, man. Um, I, I do have them, you know, four to seven win type season for them. I think the Panthers can be a wild card team this year. I think they're going to surprise some people. I really do think that. I got a good feeling about that. Um, DJ Moore, he never gets the credit. He deserves, I think he deserves a lot of credit. Pretty good wide receiver. Um, they do got Robbie Anderson, but he's kind of hit and miss. He's always been like that. Um, keep an eye on, on the wide receiver, for Terrence Marshall. Man, this year, I think he's going to break out this year. And let's not forget, they got two first-round corners back there, C.J. Henderson and J.C. Horns coming back for injury. So um, the Panthers, I think they'll be pretty good this year. Not definitely not Super Bowl, not a deep playoff run, but I think Baker Mayfield. I think he moves the needle just a little bit. I think he's a little, he's I think he's a lot better than Sam Donald. And I think the Carolina Panther fans will tell you that. So he's better. I think they'll tell you that they'd rather have Baker Mayfield over Sam Donald. They probably seen enough from Sam Donald already. But I got the Panthers winning between 
eight and nine games um, this coming season. I do think they can win eight and nine games and be contention for a wild card spot. Yeah, I mean, as far as Matt Rule goes, I think this is going to be his last year if they don't make the playoffs. And the reason why he said that is because Dave Tepper, the owner of the Panthers, is used to winning. He's coming from Pittsburgh. So this man does not like to lose, and he's not afraid to spend the cash, and that's what he's done. Uh, also, the other thing is going to help out Matt Rule's chances is a healthy Christian McCaffrey. You know, he's one of the best running backs in the NFL when he's not hurt, but that's been the issue. He's been hurt. I was just about to mention it. If he can stay healthy, that's a that's that's gonna that's gonna be big for Matt Rule and most importantly Baker Mayfield okay? or whoever's starting. But I think it'll be Baker. Yeah, uh, I mean, man, we we we've seen a healthy Christian McCaffrey and what he can do, and uh, it, like you said, if he can stay healthy this season. Watch out. I mean, that takes off so much pressure off the quarterback. You know, you got a quarterback like Baker who can you know excel with the with his boot legs, right? I mean, watch out. That defense is solid enough to, to hold its own against the, the rest in that division. I, I think Jimmy Chance won the next biggest safety in the league. Next biggest safety in the league today. The guy, he can play. He's a baller. All right, let's move along to the New Orleans Saints. So they had a head coaching change. Sean Payton retires probably just for a year. In comes Dennis Allen. Uh, they do resign the quarterback Jameis Winston. Uh, whenever Deshaun Watson was trying to decide what team to go to, the New Orleans Saints were one of those teams. So they kind of Waited to re-sign Jameis, but he's back in New Orleans. As far as a notable addition, safety Marcus May, uh, safety Daniel, uh, Daniel Sorensen. Notable losses, Toronto Armstead, and safety Marcus Williams. What do you guys think of the New Orleans Saints offseason? They also signed Tyron Matthew, too. So, I mean, they, I, and they signed Jarvis Landry, drafted Chris Olave. I think they're one of the most improved teams this, um, this offseason. I think they're going to win that division. I got the Saints going win 11 or 12 games. If Jameis can keep the interception, he's going to throw some picks. He, he gave 30 touchdowns, he's going to give 30 picks. He's, he's going to throw some picks, but he can keep them down um, after learning at, learning behind Drew Brees for a couple of years there. I think he, I think the Saints will be fine. I don't think they're going to miss Sean Payton too much. I, I like I like the defense. I like Dennis Allen. He's pretty good. He was a good defensive coordinator. Defense will be fine. Then the offense will fall right behind that. I got the Saints winning 11 or 12 games this year. They're going to be a, re- a very good team this year. Probably – might even possibly uh, win, win the NFC or like be the one or two seed in the NFC. That's pretty, that's pretty bold, man. I, I have them eight to 11 win games. Cause uh, I mean, we're talking about, we're talking about a quarterback that's coming back from an ACL injury. And that's very important. Now I understand you, you know, you're going to, you know, you're hoping for the return, uh, uh, a full healthy Michael Thomas, you know, you're, 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 you're I know Chris Olave it comes with a ton of upside, you know, watching him yeah. at Ohio State. And then, of course, we know what to expect from Jarvis Landry. So, and, and, of course, that offensive line has been pretty solid. So, I think if Jameis Winston can stay healthy and, and and oh, man, it just it's just so, it's so hard because, you know, aside from losing the coach, right, it's almost like losing your identity almost. But aside from losing your coach, you know, you know, if you don't have the right coach and you don't have, you know, the right quarterback, there's only so far that your te- that defense can take you. It's, a, it's, it's still a really good team. Uh, I think that the Saints actually did add some key pieces with the draft. So these rookies are going to have to co- uh, contribute early and often. And uh, I think that, that that can get them to 8 to 11 when, and, and like from there, We'll see, right? It's still, like I said, it's up in the air with Jameis Winston. Um, aside from that, um, let me see. 
James Winston. And is Alvin Kamara going to be suspended? And that that's actually was going to be my next point. He I, More than likely, he is going to be suspended. We just don't know. A lot of people have been speculating that it's going to be between four to six weeks. But, of course, nothing official yet. But I do expect them to be suspended. And, look, the key for this team is going to be health. Michael Thomas is going to be fully healthy, you know. Now, Jameis Winston, I mean, we don't know, right? I mean, he tore his ACL. So we'll see how, you know, he's able to come back or whatnot. But I think a key for this team is going to be health. Yeah, I mean, if 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 Camaro is suspended, you know, that they, they could easily be a four to seven win type of team, you know, with yeah. seven being the, the high side of it. Uh, and then, of course, four being the low side things but it's possible it's very possible if if you can't if you don't have a running game and everything's put on Jamison Winston's shoulders and then you like I said you got you got you don't have your head coach I mean that you got you're gonna have you're gonna have a lost offense playing playing a lot of hero ball a lot of just hey let's go you know a lot a lot, a lot of go routes you know what I mean and and that that can only work so much I mean, prime example. Look at the Dallas Cowboys versus uh, the 49ers uh, in, in in the playoffs. I mean, look look at look at how the 49ers were able to shut that down. So defenses will get smart, defense coordinators will get smart, and they'll be able to they'll be able to shut uh, shut down the Saints. So that's why Saints need to be very careful, and uh, they need to come out they need to come out fast. All right, let's go and wrap it up this division with the Atlanta Falcons. So obviously, Matt Ryan not there anymore. Uh, it was all because of the whole Deshaun Watson situation. He felt disrespected, say, hey, I don't want to be here anymore. And he ended up getting traded to the Indianapolis Colts. Now, notable additions for the Atlanta Falcons, uh, quarterback Marcus Mariota, cornerback uh, Casey Hayward, running back Damian Williams, and guard Elijah Wilkinson. Notable losses, Matt Ryan, quarterback, linebacker, Florian Lunkun, wide receiver Russell Gage, uh, linebacker Josh Harris, tight end Hayden Hurst, and edge rusher Dante Fowler Jr. What'd you guys think of the offseason for the Atlanta Falcons? Ooh, another team with a lot of transition, just like Tampa Bay. A lot of transition there with the Falcons. Um, I like the Mariota signing, but he's he's like a band aid. He's not nothing long term. They did draft a, draft a good quarterback out of Cincinnati. Can't think of his name right Desmond now. Desmond Ritter. Uh, De- Desmond Ritter. Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah. They got him, and then they drafted um, Drake London. So um, they did trade from for, for former Raider Brian uh, Brian William Brian Ed, Brian Edwards. Brian Edwards. Edwards. Yep. Yeah, they traded for him and whatnot. I think he I want I wanted him to go to a team up north a couple years ago when he was drafted, but he we, we weren't able to draft him. But I do like um I do like if he, he he's never been able to stay healthy though. He wasn't healthy for the Raiders. Being with, he was with the Raiders for a couple of years, but couldn't stay healthy. I do think uh we just have to see him, and I think they need a little more outside at wide receiver. They do have still have Cal Pitts. But the wide receivers not going to really scare nobody. Um, we just have to see how – did they hit – I mean, I, th- I thought it was going to get Garrett Wilson. I thought he was different. That's who I thought it was going to select in the draft. But they um, skipped him and they went with Drake London. So we'll see what how the Falcons do this year. Their defense has to be better. They still have A.J. Terrell back in the secondary. So, I mean, if they can get some things on the routes on that defense, I think that thing will be fine. But I, I, I got the Falcons winning somewhere between about six or seven games this year. Yeah, I'm sorry, man. I got the Falcons being a one to three win kind of uh, team, and I I don't I don't I, I'm not that optimistic. Don't get me wrong; they have some nice pieces in place. AJ Terrell is a nice player. Um, Kyle Pitts looks like a nice player. Drake London, he he has a lot of he has a lot of questions coming into the uh, you know coming into the NFL. 
you know, a lot of people, a, a lot of scouts around the NFL were, were asking, is, can this wide receiver uh, create separation, right? Because with him, he'd use his body to, to come away with a lot of uh, 50-50 balls. And, and man, he got targeted like crazy at USC. So uh, that, that won't fly too long there. You know, it won't fly, it won't fly too long in the NFL. So, you know, the only thing is, is can Mariota turn, you know, and, and then they don't have a running game either. So, you know, I mean, as far as everything goes, they do have some nice key pieces. I think they're going to be a one, one to three game type of win. I mean, I'm sorry. They're just right now. There's just uh they're not doing any for me. I, I just don't see them being, you know, more than that. I mean, this team is it's in full rebuild moon. It I is. mean, they're rebuilding everything there in Atlanta. And look, the only question I have is how long is it till we see Desmond Ritter on the field for Marcus Mariota gets hurt or gets pulled? You know, honestly, that would be that that that'd probably be something good. Uh, but Towards the back end, right? That's when you'd want to see, you know, your uh, a rookie quarterback come come in. Uh, but mm. we saw that Ritter did very well with a great defense. Yeah, and so Ritter did have, you know, some key pieces. I mean, look at Alec Pierce. I I, I bet you Alec Pierce is going to put up a, a, some good numbers having Michael Pittman across of him. Uh, but you know, when we actually saw Alec Pierce with the Cincinnati and and Ritter. Uh, Ritter, I mean, they really weren't able to put those numbers together uh, like what you would expect out of a six foot three uh, wide receiver that could run a four three, a sub four three. So, you know, I, I think that uh, it would be interesting to see Ritter at, you know, maybe towards the back end. Uh, a lot of people expect that because Mariota's, you know, history with with his injuries. How many, yeah. how many wins you think for them for them? <sighs> Man, it's rough. I, I, I can see four. I, I can see four to five. Four to five, and then after Thanksgiving, um, if Mariota's struggling, which, I mean, look, I'm pulling for the guy. I hope he does well in Atlanta, but if he's struggling by Thanksgiving, I think it's time to kind of see what the, what this kid's got. <sighs> the I mean, look, the one bright spot for this offense last year was Kyle Pitts and also Cordero Patterson. He's back in Atlanta as well. Yeah, Cordero. Uh, Cordell Patterson finally looked like he found his 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 niche, right, so to yeah. say, and uh, it looks like he's going to be perhaps their their starting running back. I think they're going to roll the dice and make him their starting running back and and try to use him like a uh, like the weapon they used him last year. Yeah, Kyle so, Pitts is going to have to be huge for them this year. <laughs> yeah, and Drake London, yeah. and their and Mariota. Well, everyone every, for for them to be successful, this you know. Of course, those key players are going to have to have a great season, but everyone's going to have to fall in line as well. So let's go ahead and pick um, the winners, the losers, and in between. Want to rank the NFC South? Yes. Same. same. I, and, and, and I think everyone can agree with the last last place team in the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah. I'm yes. Go Saints. I'm going to go Saints with 12 wins, Tampa with 10 wins. Tampa with 11 wins, Carolina, I'm going to give Carolina nine wins. I get the Falcon six. Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to stick with mine. I'm going to go Bucks, uh, you know, 12 to 15 games, possibly. Um, I'm going to go ahead and give, I'm going to go ahead and give the Saints benefit of the doubt, eight to eight to 11 games. Um, Panthers, 
four to seven, you know, maybe the upside being seven games. And of course the Falcons one to three games. Yeah. I'm going to go Tampa, New Orleans, Carolina, and Atlanta. Now look, don't be surprised if towards the end of the season, that Carolina is right behind New Orleans is heels. I mean, a lot could happen, right? Baker could have there. And look, Baker's got a lot to prove. It's going to be free agent next year. So why not go to Carolina and have a great season that way you can cash in in the offseason of next year? Yeah, you're absolutely right. <laughs> let's continue our offseason review with the AFC East. And let's start off with the Buffalo Bills. So key additions, uh, Case Keenum, OJ Howard, Roger Satfield, Shaq Lawson, Tim Siddle, Daquan Jones, Vaughn Miller, Jamison Crowder, Jordan Phillips, Duke Johnson. Key departures, uh, Levi Wallace, uh, Harrison Phillips, A.J. Klein, Darrell Williams, uh, John Feliciano, Cole Beasley, defensive tackle star, Latula Lee. What do you guys think of the Bills offseason moves? Ooh, they had a <clears throat> big offseason. Um, losing players and gaining players. <laughs> Whatever way you want to take it, they had a pretty big offseason. Um, I think the Davis want to be Von Miller. And it was a big game for them. Um, it'd be interesting to see how much he has left. And then they did lose Emmanuel Sanders, Cole Beasley. I think that was going to hurt him a little bit. But they, the talk at the camp is that Gabriel Davis, he's had a pretty good um, offseason. And we saw what he did to the Chiefs last year in the um, in divisional round. So maybe that's going to be a pretty good he, – he's he's going to be a ascending player this year opposite Stephon Diggs. They did bring on uh, – I don't know. I forgot if you mentioned Jameson Crowder. I did, they, they brought on James Socrates, so I think that's good. And Isaiah McKenzie had a pretty good year last year. So I think the offense, they're stacked. Defense, they're stacked, too. They had a pretty good draft. Um, they got Elam out of Florida. So, And I've, had, I've heard he's had a pretty good offseason. So, I mean, Gregory Russo, can he come on in his second year and um, be, be, a, be a force opposite Vaughn Miller? So I think if those things happen, I think they're going to be all right this year, the Buffalo Bills. I really like what the uh, general manager has done with this team. I think overall he's built up a – a, cha- uh, a a championship caliber, uh, you know, overall roster. I, I see them, you know, winning. They could, they could potentially. I mean, I know they they have a t- a very tough division, um, especially with you know the Patriots and the Dolphins kind of right behind uh, them. But you know, they could. They're the type of team that could win twelve to fifteen games with its roster that they they put together. And I do think that Jameis Crowder could be an upgrade over Cole Beasley. I mean, Cole Beasley is a sure-handed, you know, he's sure-handed, he gets you that catch you need. But mm-hmm. with Jameson Crowder, he has that sure hand plus a little bit of playmaking, uh, playmaking action afterwards. So, you know, obviously what, what we wanted to see them do was, you know, improve on, on a couple areas, right? They needed help opposite of – their star Tredavious White, their star cornerback Tredavious White, and they, they went they went and got clear uh, uh, goodness Elam right, um, who's long, who's fast. I think that 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 is a good pairing, right? Because Tredavious White is like about what five ten, um, Elam is around six one, I believe. Ran a, a four three forty. And then the other question mark is they've been needing to get in running game for a couple a couple of seasons, and they went and drafted James Cook. So it looks like they're expecting these two, specifically these two uh, rookies, to step up and to become professionals immediately. So I mean, it's kind of hard when I look at James Cook. He looks like you know the same kind of running back that David Singletary and and uh, who's the other running back they have? I mean, they're just smaller running backs. Nice. But, 
we got to give Cook, you know, where, where, where credit is due. That that's Dalvin Cook's, you know, brother. So, you know, there's something in that. There's something in that bloodline that, you know, maybe he can, you know, tote, tote the rock and maybe get that running game going. Because if that running game can go, wow, I think that watch out. The Bills can, you know, finally make it to the Super Bowl, and Bills Mafia is going crazy. Yeah, I think another key departure that we haven't talked about yet is Brian Dayball, the offensive coordinator. Now he's the head coach of the New York Giants. I think, um, obviously, he's helped Josh Allen develop tremendously, and he's had you know some pretty good seasons. So I think that might be a little bit of adjustment for Josh. But I think the Buffalo Bills are the best team in the AFC. I really do. I mean, they were so close. They should have beat Kansas City if it wasn't for that, uh, I don't want to say fluke, but that catch by Tyreek Hill in the middle of the field and kind of taking it all the way down the field. Um, yeah, I really don't see too many weaknesses on this football team. Yeah, I think the Bills are the best team, and I think uh, I mean it's they lead they lead the pack in AFC. It's not it's not close right now. I think the Bills are the, are the best team, and it's been a while since we've been able to say that because they've been in the AFC East and they've been dominated by a few by a team. So I mean it's 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 crazy. We we see the banners behind you, so we know what team you're referring. To. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of that team, let's go on and talk about the New England Patriots. Uh, key additions, Mac Wilson, uh, Terrence Mitchell, Ty Montgomery, and uh, Malcolm Butler coming out of retirement. Key departures. The list is it's, uh, it's pretty long. Uh, Chase Winovich, J.C. Jackson, Ted Karras, uh, Gunnar Oshesky, uh, Kyle Van Noy, Jacob Johnson, Brandon Bolden, Shaq Mason. What do you guys think of the Patriots offseason? Or I guess I should start off with Kendall. Yes, sir. Uh, oh, you forgot one name, a big name, Dante Hightower. He's not there this year, man. That's going to take me to my next point. Where we got away from that slow mode of linebacking, um, the, the big, the big linebacker. You know, we had Gerard Mayo, Dante Hightower, and Teddy Bruskies and variables. We got, we're not. Uh, this is a new, pay, new age for the Patriots. We got faster linebackers, Mac Wilson, um, Ju, uh, not opposite Judon. Judon, he's he, he got a little bit of speed with him. Ronnie Perkins coming off of, off the injury last from last year. Anthony Jennings. I um, mean, we have a uh, Ray Quan Millen. Cal McGrone from Michigan. He he set out. He registered last year, but he was hurt. So we did. We got a lot of we got a lot of depth there at linebacker this year. We did. We also have Jabril Peppers. So we have a few a few pieces there. Cal Durkin entering his third year. Dev McCordy, He's still back there. Um, you forgot one name on offense. Not um, not Malcolm Butler, but Devonte Parker. He's he would be debuting with the Patriots this year. I think it's gonna be. A, I think it's one of the biggest deals of the offseason. I think we had a solid draft. A lot of names that we drafted people didn't know. But I think they're knowing by, by midseason. I think the Patriots are going to have a good year this year. I'm not saying that just because I'm a, I'm a fan of them, a big fan of them, but I think we're going to have a pretty good year. And I could, I mean, we ain't going to say how many wins right now, but I'm going to say it again. I think we have a pretty good year. <laughs> you know, I like what the I like what the Patriots have done. And like Kittle said, so many names uh, are coming back. A, a lot of them were red shirts uh, that they – they drafted, you know, I, I think that the one of the linebackers, Cameron McGrown, uh, man, he was he was a terror for Michigan. Sometimes he was a hothead. Uh, but I mean, there's going to be some there, there's still some questions up in the air. Right. I think at one point we talked about it. Who is going to be calling the offensive play calls? Because Josh McDaniels is now the oh, uh, I'm sorry, the Las Vegas Raiders head coach. Right. And so. You know, we we heard a little bit that it was going to be the Giants' front, former, um, you know, and then we heard Matt Patricia, and then we heard a little bit of a little bit of Matt Patricia, and a little bit of um, goodness, what's his name? Belichick, um, too. 
They were saying Bill's going to be calling plays, supposedly. Well, but well, now, what's his name from the Giants? Uh, Joe, 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 Joe Judge. So uh, that that needs to be situated because I'll tell you this: I, I I like how the Patriots emphasize getting the running game going. In fact, the only thing that I think that is really missing is that true running back that could, you know, uh, make plays like a Saquon Barkley type running back. I think that that would make the Patriots kind of get over the, that that hump for them. Uh, but man, for, for what they are able to do with what I think they have, what six running backs, Kendall. And you guys had yeah. a, you guys had number one rushing uh, offense in the entire league. So yeah, we have a bunch of backs back there, and I'm gonna give you a name to keep an eye on. You might you talk about that Saquon Barkley back. Think about keep on his name, Pierre Strong. I think mm-hmm. he's gonna have a pretty good year for this year. James White might be starting the season on PUP. So I think Pierre Strong is an interesting name to keep an eye on this year. Yeah, Pierre Strong. Pierre Pierre Strong was considered a uh, late round gem in this uh, in this last draft class, but. Overall, I, I, I like what I see. I, I, it's a young team, completely young team. I think if Mac Jones can use the tools that they gave him, or the, not tools, but use the actual weapons that they were able to get him, right? Devontae Parker to, for the 50-50, and then they went out there and they drafted Taquan Thornton, who ran a 4-2-40 in the 40. I mean, wow, the sky is truly the limit. I do see them still right now, eight to eleven games until we finalize who's going to be calling the plays for the off for you know for the offense. And I think they a report had came out and saying that they were going to name uh, actual coordinator for the offense or the defense. It was just going to be kind of by committee. So it seems like everyone's going to have a, a hand in the play calling. Mm. As long as everybody in the house knows who where to get the plays from, that's all that matters. We don't have it. It's none of our business. That's never good. <laughs> but also, too, I think it's a really good point to bring up. Josh McDaniels leaving and being the head coach of the Raiders now. I think that's going to be an adjustment for Mac. And, uh, you know, second year, you know, in the NFL now. So we'll see how that adjustment goes. True. All right, let's 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 move along to the Miami Dolphins. So, obviously, new head coach, Mike McDaniel. They had a pretty revamped offseason. So let's start with the key additions. Uh, Tyree Kill. Uh, Teron Arm- Armstrad, Chase Edmonds, Teddy Bridgewater, Raheem Mostert, Connor Williams, Cedric Wilson, uh, Alec Ingold, Keon Crossan, and Trent Sheffield. Uh, departures, Matt Collins, Jacoby Brissett, Duke Johnson, and Greg Manx. What did you guys think of the Dolphins offseason? Busy. <laughs> really, really, really busy. busy. Mm-hmm. You forgot name Sony, uh Sony Michelle. They, they bring on Sony Michelle. So it's a lot of players, be- man. I just wanted to. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, so they, they brought on Sonny Michelle. They going um, I, I think that that's a good move for them at running back because they never they haven't had that that back that true back back there in a while. So I think Sonny Michelle still young, former Patriot, former Los Angeles Rams, coming up Super Bowl season. I think Sonny Michelle going to be a pretty good steal for them now. I really that's the one I really like. Tyreek Hill. That's going to be he, he's been talking up to it. Also, he's been talking to up. So we're going to see. It's about it's it's time to see what's, what what they're going to do as. What my boy know that say? What the P gonna do? So it's it's about it's about to, it's about it's about the uh it's about to get down to that point. But the real question of Miami to get out of names. It's what what's to it? What is it's to it? The guy. That's what it is. So we just we're gonna we're gonna have to see. It's a, it's a very it's a big season for him. Well, I mean, Tyreek Hill did come out earlier today and said he's a the most accurate quarterback in the NFL. So There's I think I, I think when we look at the Dolphins, it's it's it's. They had one of the most interesting 
off seasons that we've seen from any team in a while. I mean, right away they got mixed up in the mix with the Sean Payton sweepstakes. Uh, apparently, from you know, I, I believe it was CBS Sports who who uh, who put out that article saying that they were willing to give away a, a first round draft pick for Sean Payton, but you know, you know, for, going from Sean Payton to Mike McDaniel, right? Uh, he McDaniel's looks like a like like a, a rock star head coach, man. I mean, the guy just, he's very, he, he, he is, uh, what's the word, man? I don't want to say flamboyant, but yeah, I guess flamboyant, right? I guess he has an answer. I, I, he just knows how to, he, he knows how to bring out the best in his crowd. So I, I think if anything, it's going to be a very interesting, um, you know, when he has to answer the questions on why certain plays didn't work out, you know, especially, you know, after post game conferences, I think it's going to be uh, must watch TV with that. But yeah, uh, I think Kendall, you 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 had, you said so you had a very interesting topic there. Is Tua for real? I think that this is this is the year where they find Last out. Chance. Yeah, man, I think that this is the year that they find out can Tua be that franchise quarterback that they have been looking for since Dan Marino, and uh, I mean. I remember Dan Marino. Uh, I I don't remember him, you know, very well. But you know, I've I've done my homework, and Dan Marino is, uh, yeah, he almost he was the closest thing to a Super Bowl that they have ever had. I think. Uh, so it's kind of hard when you go that long looking for your franchise quarterback, and uh, they they definitely they they definitely had the opportunity when they had Justin Herbert right there, and they went with Tua Tunga Tungavaloa, and then of course the whole tanking for Tua. So, you know, maybe if this doesn't work out, then maybe teams will know. Hey, let's not tank for for certain players, right? Yeah, I mean, look, I think this is going to be Tua's last chance. I mean, new head coach, that the the head coach didn't draft you. That guy's gone, right? So, my brain, you know, his own guy. If this doesn't work out, but I mean, I really don't see an excuse for Tua's performance not being good or up to par for this team to make a push at least to make the playoffs i think they have a really solid team yeah you know honestly and and to answer that i think they could they could come away with an eight win kind of season i'm just saying i think shout out to xavion howard he's one of those corners out there he don't get a lot of recognition he's a pretty good corner top five corner i think he don't but nobody never talks about him yeah and they still got byron jones too opposite of him yeah, they do. All right, let's move along to the New York Football Jets. All right, key additions: C.J. Usana, uh, Jordan Whitehead, D.J. Reed, Lakin Tomlinson, uh, Tyler Conklin, and uh, Jacob Martin. And uh, key departures: Jamison Crowder, Marcus May, Blake Cashman. What do we make of the Jets offseason? Um, another busy offseason. <laughs> I know the busy offseason. I think they did have a pretty good draft, though. I like the Garrett Wilson pick. I do like that pick. I think they had a pretty good draft. And then they got um Sauce Gardner out of Cincinnati, I believe. Yeah, out of Cincinnati. So I think that I think they had a very a very solid draft there. I think they got some they got some cornerstones. They're in a tough division. So I don't expect much from them this year. We want to see what Zach Milson, boy, has has he had an offseason. But we've got we gotta see what, what goes on there with Zach Wilson. And he's gotten bigger. I saw an interview with him the other day. He he's gotten pretty big, but if he can get get it, and they still have Denzel Mills, Corey Davis, and Elijah Moore from last year, so 
it, this is going to be a be a pretty good, pretty big season for the Jets. <laughs> Doc Wilson's a dog for sure. Yeah, man, Zach Wilson is a dog for sure, man. I mean, that's all we saw was those, them storylines. But I'll tell you this: uh, I think that this team, uh, this team, in the next couple of seasons, I think this is going to be the rock star team out of the entire AFC East. I think, like you said, they killed it in this draft. Uh, if Zach Wilson can play like the way he did at BYU, holy smokes. Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore, uh, 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 and then, of course, J- uh, Jeremy Rucker, Jermaine Johnson, that, that defensive end that they got out of Florida State, who was projected to be, you know, some people had him top 20, but and then, of course, they have the, the coaching staff uh, that was previously with the 49ers. This team looks like they have the potential where, you know, come two, three seasons and they start putting together some nice wins and start, you know, a, a win over the Patriots, a win over the Bills in the regular season. Now you're going to start seeing a bunch of Jets fans. You know what I mean? So that's the that's the potential that the Jets have. Uh, I like what they're constructing. I think, if anything, I always follow the GMs. I think that Joe Douglas obviously did his due diligence when he was learning from Howie Roseman, and um, he's done a wonderful job as far as putting together a a what looks like a fun team to watch going forward. Uh, and then with these alternate helmets that we're seeing, dang, man, uh, uh, the Jets look like a very interesting team. Uh, I do kind of have them, you know, winning – uh, my specific notes for them were four to seven games. Uh, uh the yeah. upside, you know, the, the 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 dreamy upside would be seven games, but ideally, I think for sure, you know, they, they can lock in four wins this season and and not be, you know, the Jets of 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 the old, right? Yeah. So, all right. So let's pick a winner for this division, and we'll go first, second, last, or first, second, third, and last. I'm going. I'm going to go Buffalo with 12 wins. So, obviously, they'd be number one. Patriots with 10, maybe maybe 11 at most. Miami, eight or nine wins. Jets, I got them win five games. So, Buffalo wins the division. New England, Miami did the Jets. I, I like I like that. I like that order. All right. I think that's going to be Bills, Patriots are going to be the top dogs in, in, that, in that division. I think the Dolphins, oh, man, the question is, the Dolphins finally make it into the playoffs. I mean, they got it all depends on Tua. They got the weapons, man. They got Tyreek Hill is the cheetah for a reason, you know. So yeah. I think if anything, if if they could just get out of their way and find a way to get the ball in the cheetah's hands, you know, form some kind of a running game to 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 not put all the pressure on Tua. And they could probably make it to the to to the actual postseason this year. So, but I think that order is correct. I'm gonna go Buffalo, Miami, New England, and New York. Wow. Yeah. So I really think that Mike McDaniel is gonna bring out the best in this football team. It kind of reminds me of Rex Ryan when he became the head coach of the New York Jets. Well, of course, Rex is a little bit louder than Mike is, right? But kind of the same kind of deal going on. So that's who I like to uh, win and then have second, third, and fourth. Who you taking, two or Mac Jones for the next five years? Man, it's difficult. I mean, I don't know. Like, we've seen you more. Obviously, right now. Tua. We've seen more from Tua. I mean, sort of, but then he's been benched and, you know, in goes Ryan Fitzpatrick. Well, 
You have a good point because look, Mac Jones put us with stinkers last year. Uh, he did. I, mean, I think he had what? There's one game where he he just couldn't get he could not get a rhythm for whatever reason it was. That, yeah, the Indianapolis game stands out to me in the Buffalo playoff game as well. What game? What what game was it, Kendall? Where were the Colts? I think it was the Colts. It was the Colts, right? Yeah. So, man, it's kind of hard, but I'd rather go with Mac right now than than go with uh, with Tua. I'm just I, – I, I, I It's think a toss-up. For me, it's a toss-up. Hey, Jay in the Bay. What's up? What's up, Jay in the Bay? We're not talking about the faithful today, but, hey, we've got to work together. Sometime. Hey, but we are on the Jimmy Watch to see what's going to happen. Yes, yes. I think there – I was looking at my phone because I saw something – come. Coming up, but no, it, it there, no. I thought they, I thought I had seen something that they were thankful for Jimmy services and all that stuff. But no, it's just one of those. It was it was a false alarm there. Yeah, and look, I mean, just to go back to Kendall's question, I don't know. I don't like my chance with either guy. To be honest with you, right now, I I guess I guess if they had the better football team, I would feel more comfortable with Mac, a little bit more than two, just because of the size. Yeah, and not only that, but. Look at look at the season that 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 he was able to help the Patriots put together. As opposed, what Tua has been able to do with the Dolphins. Well, that defense did some some really good things too. So let's not forget that. I think the defense bailed them out sometimes. Yeah, but Max still has to answer those questions this this season, he does. and he needs to put together uh, some good some good so, uh, some good games where he actually took the lead and not relied on the defense and the running game as much. He needs to throw the football. He needs to throw the football. <laughs> well, Kendall. maybe now that maybe now that y'all have our old coach, we can do that. <laughs> oh, well, hey, well, maybe he was working with what he had, and he knew he couldn't throw the football down the field. I mean, I'm just saying. Hey, we'll see. Hey, but uh, but look, I don't I don't remember a team ever like not naming a coordinator on the offensive side or defensive side. So I mean, that itself is going to be pretty interesting. With Jay, in the Bay, the next five years. Jay, I, don't know. I, I have a question though. Jay, if you're still on, the, are you taking them over Trey Lance? Yeah, probably because we don't know what Trey yeah. Lance is. Hey, they almost had Mac for the first five years already last year in the draft. <laughs> oh, 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 oh! Jimmy is expected to take his physical tomorrow at the start of 49ers camp. Uh, that's what I was kind of reading up on, and they they were saying that they were grateful for everything that he's been able to do and. Uh, but they understand that sometimes they have to make these tough uh, decisions, especially with the cap situation and whatnot. Because you know they did pay him a lot of money, so it's gonna be an interesting storyline. And that's gonna go ahead and do it for this edition of the East West Football Podcast. Make sure you guys go to Apple Podcasts, leave us a review, and of course, for all your latest football headlines, make sure you visit EastWestFootball.com. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great night. Ever thought about starting your own podcast? Do you have a business or a message you want to share with the world? Well, now it's easier than ever with Electricast. Hi, I'm Mark Netter. And I'm Peter Rafelson. We're the founders of Electricast Media. Whether you want to start a new podcast or already have one, join Electricast to grow your audience, monetize your content, and build your community. With our simple sign-up, you get free promotion, world-class analytics, premium ads, and personal support. Go to Electricast.com and join our community today. Electricast. Transform your influence. 
Welcome to the Candle Power Hour. Come with us backstage behind the scenes of show business spanning over four decades and bringing you the experiences that can only be told by the people who were there. Our guests are from the A-list, the F-list, and everyone in between. Get set for some of the most insane, hilarious, and inspiring stories you will ever hear. I'm Mercury. And I'm Diego. Your host for the, the Candle, Candle Power, Power Hour. Hour. Electric acid. 